Hello and welcome to Dear Sadie. My name is Benny, and if your name is not Sadie or Amelia Prabhu, thank you for tuning in to see what this is all about. And if you are Amelia or Sadie, we've reached the end of this podcast. To tie this all together nicely, I had a very special guest on to talk about all things Sadie. Unarguably, she's the most central figure in Sadie's life right now, and there is no better way to end this pet project of mine than to speak with my lovely wife, Abigail Prabhu. Please do listen in. Well, I know how excited you are about uh, having to record this. Can you um, remember or imagine, or did you imagine that when I first floated the idea back when Amelia was born, or actually just before she was born, when I told you I want to do a podcast where I record a series of conversations with people on different topics. And you said, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And then did you imagine that you would end up having to speak not once, but two times, (laughs) one for the Dear Amelia podcast and then one for Dear Sadie? Uh, How do you feel about uh, (laughs) that decision now? I mean, I knew that... um... I would most likely have to do an episode and then subsequent children, I would most likely also have to do an episode. Uh, It's it's happening for every child. We're going to do an episode. Begrudgingly, but here we are. Yeah. Well, you know, then I won't take too much of your time. So I don't want you to feel too uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Um, But let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Sadie Um, in, in, the Dear Amelia podcast, as well as with a few other people over the course of these episodes, we've talked quite a few times about how we met and, you know, the subsequent years, you know, uh, getting married and having Amelia, all of that. But I, I want to kind of focus on Sadie since it's Dear Sadie. Um, I'm sure, you know, when, when, when couples decide to have kids, right? It's one of the biggest decision of their lives when to have kids. And there's a lot of factors that go around it. And again, we talked about that, you know, the decision that we had to make for Amelia, but for Sadie, you know, when we decided to have a second child, what were the kind of thoughts or factors that you had to like, think of uh, i mean I, again i'm i'm gonna just pretend like i don't know <laughs> okay. but for the benefit of the listener i want to walk them through it um what did you think was important to consider before you we were ready to have our second child i think we talked about and thought about um being like at least two years in part our kids because any closer is just a little bit overwhelming 
but even two years apart is um, also a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, most of my siblings and I are like two ish years apart. So that just kind of seemed like what you do, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like we really talked too much about it. It just kind of was like, okay, I guess we can maybe have another kid now. And <laughs> we were planning to like move out of an apartment and hoping to move into a house. So we didn't really want to have two kids in an apartment. Yeah. So since that was on the horizon, we also started planning about having another child and then feeling like we were settled in Toronto. That kind of was like, okay, we're sticking it out here. So might as well have some well, more kids. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anything else unless you remember something. Well, for me, the biggest factor was financial <laughs> security. That's, yes, that too. And for sure. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's a very practical thought, I guess, but it was important for us. Like, could, well, it needs to be. Yeah. Could we afford um, to raise two kids? Because, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you should have more kids. And, you know, it's nice to have a big family. A lot of people do, uh, but sometimes I think people can make those decisions lightly because it just sounds good. It sounds great to have a lot of kids or a big family, but practically, are you able to, and it's, you know, people don't like to think of it in practical terms because it's almost very cold and clinical way of yeah. thinking about it. Um, but I think that's, a, that's one part where we really... Even if I say it myself, I think we complement each other well. And the fact is that, you know, both of us were able to look at it from a very practical point of view. Um, you know, the goal was, yes, we want to have multiple kids, but we're not going to have kids just for the sake of having it. So, yes, timing was important as far as, you know, timing between the first and second. Uh, but for me personally, it was also finance. And yeah. I think... When we decided to have Sadie, which is what, 20, late 2021 was when we started to even talk about it and then started trying. And I felt very comfortable that I had a good job. Um, we were living in an apartment at that time, but we were all, always thinking about, you know, wanting our own house, wanting to buy a house. So we were in a good space and I just felt, um, you know, that was, that was really the right time. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's fair to say that a combination of enough time had passed after Amelia was yeah. born and we were financially stable. Yeah. Are there any things that you think that most families or couples don't really think about or any other factors most people don't consider when deciding to have, you know, like more kids? Um, I mean, I guess it just depends, like, how many diapers you want to change a day? Like, yeah. is one kid going to be potty trained or are they both still in diapers? Which they both were for a little bit. We didn't potty train Amelia until Sadie was a couple months old. Um, or just like the wrangling of two babies or a toddler and a baby. Neither is easy. Yeah. But some find it easier to have babies that are close together and others prefer space. I think I would prefer space, but... Well, so uh, we decided to have, or once we decided to have a second child and we started trying and then um, we found out that um, you were pregnant 
And I almost feel bad for Sadie and for probably most second kids that oh. <laughs> when you find out that you're pregnant, it's not as uh, dramatic as it is. Yeah. For your first kid. Because I remember for Amelia, it was like, you know, again, I don't want to go back for, uh, through what we already discussed in the previous podcast, but um, but for people who may have missed it, you know, you, you kept this gift bag, right? Because it was your birthday, right? It was my birthday. So you kept this gift bag. I got back home from work. Didn't notice it. I didn't notice it. Very I was sitting there. Yes. Um, I will, it was about 30 minutes. Uh, at least, hour. if not like at least an hour. <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I wasn't going to point it out either. Or did I end up? No, I don't think okay. so. I think I kind I of. Guess I'll have to listen back to the old episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a free plug for dear Amelia. Okay. Um, yeah. Eventually I opened the gift bag and you know, that's how we found out that you're pregnant. And then uh, one of the fun or some of the best and fun parts of that pregnancy was breaking the news to our family and it was great. Whereas with the second kid, it, it almost felt like, Oh, matter of fact, you know, like, Oh, we're having a second well, child. Yeah. I mean, it was, I feel like both times didn't really have a ton of fanfare, at least on my end. Like, yeah, it wasn't like a, big deal for me to make a big like announcement and stuff so when we when I told you that I was pregnant with Sadie um we were getting ready to leave for Christmas vacation and I like had a feeling that I was pregnant and I didn't want to wait until I got home from Christmas vacation to take a test and find out so I took a test in the morning that we were leaving um and it was positive so I gave it to Amelia and called you in and was like, close your eyes. And you like already knew, which was fine. <laughs> um, you suspected it, I guess, when Amelia was giving you a pretend gift. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it was like equal fanfare, at least on my end, uh, in presentation of a pregnancy test to you. Um, it was not as like, we need to go in person to tell all of our family that we're pregnant kind of plan and but, even when um, we did break the news for family they're all happy but it was like all right congratulations and then moving on yeah. you know it's <laughs> that kind of thing um but regardless it was still you know obviously exciting. exciting and very special in our lives so let's fast forward to sadie's birth yes. um it, it, well we kind of had like a false start because um i remember uh, i had to travel to florida on a work trip connecting in Atlanta. And I remember landing in Atlanta and I think I had three hours um, to go for my next flight. And you called me and said, hey, you may have to come back home. Yeah. And I came home, I had to find another flight, got home the same day instead of going, proceeding with my work trip. And then we didn't have Sadie till the following week. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of a false start. Uh, but what I really want to talk about is um, home birth. It's mm -hmm. it's what we had for Sadie. And I want to hear from you because I feel this will be helpful for people who may be considering it for themselves. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know much about home birth. I didn't know, I didn't know much about the pros and cons. Uh, didn't give it too much thought to it. And when you said, hey, why don't we consider home birth? I think that was the first time I ever had a discussion 
uh, or a conversation about it. So why did you think, you know, or why did you want uh, to do a home birth for Sadie? Um, well, we decided about having a home birth um, just because we were moving to a house. Um, we wouldn't, weren't going to be in an apartment anymore. Benny wasn't comfortable having a baby at home in an apartment, sharing walls with people, which is understandable. Um, and statistically, if you have an uncomplicated pregnancy, um, with no preexisting conditions or anything like that, it's generally safer for you to have a baby at home than even in a hospital. Um, so we were working with the birth center again this time and, um, I had some really great midwives and some that were really on my side to really push for a home birth um, this time. And we decided to do it and figured even with Benny traveling um, so much, it would be easier if for some reason he was gone or my mom couldn't get here in time to watch Amelia. She could be home. We could figure something out. It would be easier to figure it out at home than to figure it out even at the birth center or at a hospital. Um, so that's kind of why we decided, I decided, floated the idea with Benny, and surprisingly, he was on board. I think uh, warming up to the birth center was the first stage, and then uh, the second stage was, hey, we should do home birth. Because it's just, it's more relaxed. It's your home. You're comfortable. You're safe. Um, it's just more natural to have a baby at home than in a hospital setting. Yeah, I mean, when you first mentioned it, my immediate reaction was, uh, "Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's discuss." Which is it. understandable because so much of birth now is hospitalized, so people don't yeah. know the background of home birth and what it was, and that it's safe, like safer than a hospital birth most of the time. Yeah, and I think, like you mentioned. Uh, it was easier for me to say yes or say, okay, let's do it because, you know, the midwives that we did end up using, you know, we worked with them for Amelia's delivery. And so it was, it made it easier for me uh, because my biggest worry was, well, the whole point of having uh, the delivery in a hospital is you're surrounded by, you know, medical experts, medical resources, um, and so we do a home birth, we don't have access to that and if we really need it, but it was surprisingly. Which is not true because you do have access to nearly everything besides like an operating room. Yeah. Well, you don't so, think of but, it that but way. But people don't, you don't know unless you're in it. So I did doula training. So that's why I know more about home births and I had friends who did home births growing up and that was like the super crunchy community that I was in, but you went to medical school and you didn't know that yeah, there's midwives not a lot of have education access to this. Yeah, there's not at all. Around it. Or even exposure to like, hey, it's safe and it's good and it's a good option to consider if you have an uncomplicated pregnancy and yeah, it's good, good to consider. And especially in Sadie's case, it was refreshing um how the process worked out right from the moment we knew you were going into labor letting the midwives know them are arriving to the house and then how soon sadie arrived because yeah. with amelia um it was over 24 hours um yeah and 
in Sadie's case, was it like less than 12? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I woke up, realized I, well, I woke up and I'm pretty sure a couple of days before my water was like starting to maybe leak. And I was like, mm, what'd you see? And everything seemed fine. So I would just ignored it for a little bit. But then that morning I woke up and I was like, oh, okay, here we go again. My water's breaking before labor starts. Like I can't, I can't do this again. I was pretty upset and frustrated. Um, so I called the midwives and they came um, and it was amniotic fluid like uh, suspicion was. So I don't think I was even having any contractions at all. Um, so Amelia and I just went to Target. We walked around, did stuff waited through the day like just waiting for something to happen nothing really I mean there were some contractions but not like consistent and timeable and long or anything like that so later on in the morning I think probably around lunchtime one of the midwives came by and said like hey you probably need to consider taking some castor oil again <laughs> which really did not want to do um, and the mean, all the while mom was getting ready to come to town on her way, driving four hours, just kind of speeding up the highway as quickly as she could to be able to watch Amelia. And then she had to get a couple of things from the grocery store for me to take with gastro oil on the way in. So I think she got there around like four something. I took it like nearly as soon as she walked through the door. Um, and... I think it was like by 5.50, I think it was 5.50, I was not able to track contractions anymore because they were so fast and strong and hard that it was, I wasn't able to like hit go on my like contraction tracker <laughs> app. Um, yeah. And then Sadie was born at 7.30? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So it was really fast. Um, it was pretty overwhelming, yeah. really overwhelming. It, it was, but when I look back and I think overall, that was one of the more simpler, again, I'm not the one. No. Pursue <laughs> the baby, but I think I can say that it was definitely a lot, it was definitely less complicated in terms of all the stuff that we had to do and prepare yeah. when Amelia was born. Uh, compared to Sadie and a lot a large part of that was because uh what is the home really so I'm yeah you know definitely after that experience I would I, mean, I would recommend it oh yeah uh, midwives are monitoring the baby the whole time like checking heart rate and checking me and making sure my um heart rate and everything is good and if there's any sign of emergency or or problem they know how to respond they know when to call and get transferred to a hospital um but thankfully nothing like that happened and it generally doesn't happen so she came fast and furious and i wish it wasn't within less than two hours of like labor really kicking into having a baby in my arms but here we are so and i think 
Amelia probably enjoyed that whole process because yeah, for she... probably around four hours she got to watch TV. Hours. It was so long. She just got to watch. Uh, was it? Peppa she was watching Peppa, Peppa with mom. Okay, she was watching Peppa Pig for almost four straight hours. So yeah. best day. Because then her after life. the baby was born, uh, I didn't realize she could come in and go straight to bed. As I just was like thinking about other stuff, so I didn't think like, oh, Amelia can come in and meet Sadie now. I was just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and mom was waiting and waiting with Amelia to put her to bed and and then she finally came into bed and or she came in to meet Sadie and then yeah that was a whole, yeah. whole other thing a long day but memorable day yes. memorable evening it was we had a really great team yeah I'm really thankful for them uh, it would not have been I would not have had a home birth was it not for the team that we had because they really advocated for me to do what I wanted, which was have a home birth. Yeah. So. And then, and then Sadie was here. Yeah. Sadie entered the world. Did, uh, I think we should tell people how we finally agreed on Sadie, the name Sadie, because we've really had challenges agreeing on a name. Both. both kids. I think I've decided that next time, if we have more kids, um, we have to decide names before I get pregnant because I cannot decide a name while, whilst pregnant. And I'm more yeah, open it's... to names. I'm open to names that you, that I said no to while pregnant after Sadie was born. I was like, oh, this is a cool name. And you're like, you vetoed that one. Yeah. Oh, I feel like okay. during All the right. whole pregnancy, whenever I Not... mentioned like, what about this name? I, I always expected a no. A no. So it would it would be very odd if you actually said, "Well, that might work." So I don't really remember a lot of that. So, yeah. But somehow we agreed on Sadie. It's uh, it's a really beautiful name. But Sadie, she is gonna turn one, one year old very shortly. Yes. And it's obviously a blast uh, watching her grow over the. You know the first few months of her life is there anything that strikes you about her as a baby just i don't know maybe something that she would like to know about <laughs> when she grows up how she was as a baby how she is interacting with amelia with us um, any thoughts on that um well the first couple weeks there was uh well, maybe I can't remember. So we got a couple weeks in. Maybe it was like two, three weeks. We had some really rough nights. Mm -hmm. um, no, if you probably blocked those. Call it witching hour where basically the baby just like screams and cries. No relief. You're fed. They're just sad and nobody knows why yet. Why it happens, but it does. Yeah. So that was there and that was really hard. But thankfully it only lasted a couple weeks at the most every couple nights. So, um, as far as like a hard baby, that was like the only really hard span of time was that couple nights here and there. Um, thankfully for some people, it lasts for months and I'm just really grateful that it was just a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. but Amelia and Sadie love playing together. Amelia loves Sadie so hard that most of my days are spent making sure that they don't, um, that Amelia does not squish 
See? Yeah, most of your days are spent separating the two of them because yeah. they just, as well, especially Amelia, she loves Sadie so much that she doesn't know where to stop. Yes. You know, she wants to hug her, pinch her, poke her, kiss her, and she's still learning how to be yes. gentle, gentle and all of that. It, it's just fascinating and heartwarming. It is. It's frustrating and sweet all at the same time. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you're grateful that they, she loves her, but it's also so frustrating that, like, can't turn my back on her without yeah. making sure they're on opposite sides of the house. But now Sadie's crawling, so she's getting two things faster and wanting to be with Amelia more. So now I need to figure out that dynamic of how to keep them separate and make sure that Amelia doesn't knock her over while giving her a hug now because she's sitting up on the floor and yeah. Another interesting feature which I think is worth mentioning is um, Sadie at least in the last few months she has this fascination with hair oh my gosh. like she wants to grab our hair if it's in her within her reach especially like Amelia because she's got this long flowing hair. She just will like squeal is... and just slam <laughs> it her gives hair. her a lot of delight she just so um, loves it so much it's funny because sadie doesn't have a lot of hair as compared to but then she'll pull her own hair too yeah whatever little <laughs> bitch she has yeah but like when amelia was born she had the biggest feature yeah was the amount of hair that she had yeah whereas with sadie was the opposite she had uh, a real good bald spot for a she had a bald spot good a couple months back of her head for a really long time she looked pitiful <laughs> and adorable at the same time and uh yeah so it always seemed to me it just just the thought was amusing to me that she's grabbing everybody else's hair because yeah. she's just like she's jealous she's jealous uh that's just yeah. i mean she is such a happy Yes, yes. Like, I think the one word I would use to describe her best was joyful, which is also very similar to how Amelia was in her first year, but also how she has been yeah. uh, always. And it's really encouraging to see that Sadie is the same way. Now, that may not be great for us as parents, because <laughs> it just seems like the older they Similar get, babies. they're going to be a handful. But I think uh, we will rise up to the challenge. Well, she's just, just like tender. Like she always wants to cuddle and give you a hug and like is starting to get really upset when you put her down and, yeah. and just wants to be like just squishing on you all the time. So, yeah. and like wraps her hands around your neck and like pulls you and you're like, you're just, a, you're not even 10 months old yet. And you're, you yeah. know, that this is what you want. It's just like that close, like, Ooh, you love you so much. <laughs> And also for me, one of the uh, best parts about this phase is, especially when she wakes up from a nap um, and she gives you this smile, this mm -hmm. half awake Asleep. smile, um, which is the most adorable thing. And yeah. I really hope that <laughs> stays with her. But how do you feel we have grown as parents? Obviously our second child and it's been uh, three years and going of parenting uh i think we've come quite a way yes. just in the last few years uh is there anything that's just striking as far as how you've developed as a mother how i've developed as a mother yeah just your own reflection on how you've grown 
Um, I think it's just learning how to split time between like all tasks and spending time with the girls. And that is what's a big challenge for me right now. Um, so I'm still learning that. Um, I think we've definitely grown both of us and having two is like requiring us to share more responsibilities and you are doing bedtime with Amelia and I do bedtime with Sadie and we split a lot of stuff um and you can tell when you come down from work and Amelia is just like wound up and crazy and you can tell like she just needs some one-on-one time that I haven't been able to give to her today because Sadie's been teething and like I have that's she just needs to be held all the time um so I'm thankful that you are aware of that and can come in and just take Amelia to the playroom and play with her for a couple minutes or take her outside and do bubbles or like just read books focus on her and then I feel less awful that (laughs) I can't do that along with everything else so it's been nice to see us like growing and working together even if it's not like hey can you go do this just we're each aware of like what needs to be done to make our family run better and more smoothly and I'm grateful that we're able to work through it all together yeah I think uh, if anybody thinks just because they've had a child you know prior to having their second child, they're good. You know, they know how, what to expect, how to handle. Uh, that's not true <laughs> because two kids is a different challenge than one kid. And, you know, personally for me, that was the biggest growth because sure, once we had Amelia, it was like figuring out things as a dad, as a parent, you know, how to help, how to parent, how to take care of my wife and kid. And then the next child comes along and now there's another dynamic to it. It's just making sure that our first child does not feel neglected or feel like, but wait, my parents care more about another baby now. Mm -hmm. Like trying to be very conscious of that and uh, balancing that. Well, it's hard too because they both play really well independently. Yeah. Each of them. Like Amelia this week has just been like upstairs in her closet reading books. That's where the books are stored and she found them and she's just loving just sitting up there for like an hour almost one day she was just up there. But then on the flip side, she like needs to also just lay on top of you sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I'm actually trying to put Sadie to sleep right now. So please go upstairs and read the books. So they it's hard because they both play well independently, but then also need time. So finding like, okay, when, how can we do like focused time for each of you or especially really yeah. because Sadie just needs to be held all the time no matter what yeah so I think uh it, it's we've been blessed that um right now in the current stage of our lives my work uh as, it's not as, as busy as yeah. it can be yeah um at, at the time of recording this I haven't really had to travel a whole lot which is, I haven't had a travel Real at all treat. in the last two uh, <laughs> months, which is a, Unheard com- of. completely unusual. And yeah. I think that's just been a huge blessing because yeah. we we bought a house when we moved uh, moved into 
you know, a new town. Even like right after you had Sadie, you really weren't traveling yeah. a ton. So, so it's, it's, it's just been so good to be more present, to be more around yeah. you all, like with you, with the kids and to play with Amelia, to play with Sadie. It's, I don't take that lightly because I know a lot of parents, they always wish they had more time to spend yeah. with their kids. And on that regard, I cannot complain. So I'm, re I'm really grateful for that. Um, and honestly, the biggest growth for me as a parent is just realizing how unique these individuals are, you know, Amelia and Sadie. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I'm playing with them, I, I, I try to just pause. Yeah. I just like, just stop like talking or saying something. And I just like observe, observe them and observe them doing their own thing. And I'm just struck by how at their age, they are so smart. Um, mm -hmm. when I say smart, just not like in a book sense, obviously, because that's too late to say, mm -hmm. but just in the way they care, the yeah. way they show they they're care. They're just sweet and caring, both right. of them. And obviously they're not a finished product and they probably will never be. And that's where we as parents come in and where we train them or we guide them and help them be, you know, their best selves. Um, and for me, it's when I watch them and I just, just kind of stay back and observe and I, and I just see, they're just amazing human beings. And I'm, I know people might think we're partial because they're our children, but anyone who they spent really, time, yeah. anyone who spent time around Amelia and Sadie can see it for themselves. And so I just have learned the, one of the biggest lessons as a parent is not to be too hands-on. Mm. Like, yeah, I want to be around them. I want to play with them. I want to like teach them and all of that. But, but I also want to give them their own space to grow and um, learn, you know, ask questions, even though, even though Amelia's in that stage where, you know, everything that we say is followed by a why, um, which she did not once tonight. And I nearly had a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, but that's who she is. And that's who yeah. Sadie is as well. They just seem very curious. Sadie, oh, yeah. especially. So inquisitive. So nosy. Anything. We'll crane, try and crane her head around the door frame <laughs> to see who's coming down the hall. We'll cut a glare at some random person yeah. just standing next to us or on a table sitting behind us, like yeah. craning your neck behind the sea. And, <laughs> and, I, and I love that. I love yeah, that about them. It's so funny. Um, I love when, you know, children are curious and that's where we as parents, I think we have a huge role to play in how we shape, shape their life, not control, but yeah. shape their lives and teach them and raise them in a godly way. And, I mean, a lot of that is still up ahead, but I feel more confident and secure in my parenting than I probably was in the first few months after Amelia was born. After she was born, a lot of it was like, I hope I'm doing the right thing. And then you get, you know, so many pieces of advice, well-meaning yeah. from a lot of people and you're like trying to incorporate all of that. Uh, and it took a while to really understand and accept that it's okay. Yeah. Every, there is no template for raising your child. Just do your best and just help your child, help them along as they grow. And, and I think that's what we're doing. And I'm always, I've told you this many times before. <laughs> so it's not like I'm trying to be, you know, nice for the sake of the podcast, but I see you and you're an inspiration to me, the way you raise our, 
our, our daughters because, you know, when I'm working or when I'm traveling, you're dealing with two toddlers and yeah, there are days when it's hard, there are days yeah. when it's tough, but you, you do a great job and uh, I'm really happy and really proud of you. And I'm so excited for the girls uh, to grow up and understand that for themselves. That's nice. So as we wrap this up, did you have any message or words for Sadie if, you know, when, if or when she's listening to this, when she's older, when. and I hope she does, because <laughs> yep. we put in a lot of effort, Sadie, um, is there anything that you just want to like say, like that will just stand the test of time for her? Okay. No pressure. No pressure. Well, I am very thankful for you, Sadie. Um, so far as a baby, you are uh, very funny and very fun, and we love spending time with you. Um, we can't wait to see you continue to grow and to learn. Um, you're so inquisitive and curious right now. It's so fun to see um, each day how you're changing and growing, um, and you're a little wild, wild girl but we love it and you're so silly and I'm just so excited to see, um, to see you, how you change and grow and, and we're so thankful that you're in our family. And that's a wrap for this episode and for the podcast. Thank you for listening. And if I may, this last part is directed to Sadie. Baby girl, you've already made me so proud, and I can't wait to see you grow up to be a confident, fearless woman that will have a positive impact on everyone around you. I hope that this little podcast will bring you some joy in your life and serve as a reminder that a bunch of people love you and have prayed for you at various points. Your mom and I are always rooting for you, and I will leave you with these words. Be kind to people don't take life too seriously, and always put your trust in God. To everyone else, thank you again for joining me on this ride. And dear Sadie, Papa loves you, and I always will. See the world in its brightest colors Dear Sadie